0: My name is Susie Warren-Smith and for the next 30 minutes we're going to be talking all things food and drink. Morning. 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 Um, we're recording today uh, at, uh, is it about 10 o'clock? Yeah. Would you like to describe what we have in the studio? I'm not sure I'm up for it. <laughs> this studio <laughs> is full of beer. Yeah. A lot of beer. So we're going to have breakfast beer a bit of a tasting. So I'm obviously with my fellow presenter, AJ Sharp, who is a taste expert. And uh, today we're tasting dark beers. Um, I'm well known for my my liking of dark beers. Mm. I'm excited about this. The reason is I don't like hoppy. So IPA, definitely not for me. I just, oh, no, no, no. Uh, And some lagers are okay but I don't like the hoppy profile and therefore dark beers have much less of that profile. That's really interesting. And they've slightly got a sweet edge, which, you know, I I quite like that with drinks. I'm going to take it as a personal
1: mission, though, to convince you about other beers that have different hop profiles.
0: Really? I'm too old actually bothered. (laughs) We've got an expert with us today called Claire Pope Thank you for joining us Claire I'm so sorry you'll be drinking beer at 10 o'clock in the morning Sorry about that
2: Oh that's my absolute
0: pleasure It's my favourite thing to do It's it's a Monday as well (laughs) Yes and Claire is a member of the Guild of Beer Writers And she's uh, written lots and lots of articles Which means she's tasted lots and lots of beer And she's written for things like the Master Brewer magazine And things like that So we want you to take us through this I'm afraid we don't have our usual uh, uh, guest, Jane Payton. Yes, uh, shame she's uh, not She here. couldn't make it. And, you know, uh, she's amazing. And she was the one who suggested all these beers for us. So yeah. she said, she said, you go and buy that one, that one, that one. So I've gone and got these at her recommendation. So let's see um, what we make of it. I know she'll be listening and she'll be telling us off if we <laughs> I don't know. say the right thing. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> so Dark Beer. Um, it's called Dark Beer because it's dark. And I think most of us sort of recognise the sort of... Um, Guinness sort of profile. So very dark, almost black sometimes, and with a sort of white creamy head often. It always looks fabulous, I think. Mm. Don't you? I think Mm. it looks fantastic. And it has a higher iron content uh, than lagers and IPAs. And uh, both times when I was pregnant, about 400 years ago, I craved a little bit of dark beer. And I think that's where I got my liking for it. And I think it's because I I was a little bit anemic when I was pregnant. Mm. So very occasionally, I just used to have a little glass of dark beer. My body was crying out for it.
1: I love that. Because that's a heritage thing, isn't it? Didn't they used to give people, pregnant mothers, sort of half a or something, yes, something yeah, like something
0: that. like that. And of course, the dark colour comes from the beer's brewing process. So, so we're using roasted malt and roasted barley, and it's that roasty uh, uh, um, taste profile. I think is what I like. Um, and you, you do get this sort of dark, roasty, creamy ale. And the ones that I like the most is yes, they have this sort of roasty character, but also some of them are sort of a little bit coffee, sometimes a little bit dark chocolate, and that's the bit I love. Yeah,
1: because. There are so many different beer categories and varieties mm. that sit under dark beer, all the way from lager, which you wouldn't think of, mm. but a dark roasted malt for lar- will make a dark, a dark beer, to IPAs and... Claire, you can probably tell me more of that list of all the different types.
2: Mm, Absolutely. I'm with you, Susie. It's one of my favourite styles of beer, dark beer. And um, I'm delighted to be here and and trying all of these wonderful new beers. Um, So, yeah, fascinating category. Um, Lots of different types of dark beer. So we've got everything from the really robust stouts to dunkles to porters, bitters, brown ale, mild ales. Dark lagers, dark RPAs. I could go on. Um, there's lots of different styles of dark beer and it's fascinating um, in terms of the breadth of styles. So, I mean, what makes a beer dark, I guess, is something we want to...
0: So I've read quite a lot of, beer, uh, of you know, about a sort of dark beer and there doesn't seem to be anybody that agrees what the difference between a stout and a porter and a mild is it's it's everybody's got a slightly different opinion and could could you help us through that is is there an actual definition or is it now so blurred between between those
2: well I think yeah there definitely are differences and I think it comes down to the length of time that your um, malt is roasted for basically so that's going to make huge difference to the the color of the beer so your stouts are going to be your darkest beers your real black beers Um, so yeah there's two processes going on actually when we're talking about roasting malt Um, so um, the the longer you roast it for the darker it's going to be first process is the maillard reaction that's named after a french chemist and physicist if anyone's interested this is the sciencey bit Um, and it's simply this sort of browning process that the the malt undergoes so um, it usually begins by kilning malted barley and it's up to the brewmaster really to decide the temperature and for how long they do it for and this is what's going to determine the colour of your beer and the style of your beer. Um, so usually a longer roast, a longer brew process um, or perhaps barrel aged um, add subtle flavours like fudge, caramel, coffee, chocolate, That's all of those tastes. I love them. Laugh, yeah, yeah.
0: And, and you would think of it as a winter drink but you get it all year round now of course don't you?
2: Absolutely. Mm. You can drink it whenever. Yeah. Um but yeah, it but feels even like for your it, breakfast. Even for your breakfast. <laughs> it feels like a it feels like a wintry drink though, doesn't yeah. it? It feels like something comforting. Um so yeah, that's the first process, the the Maillard reaction. And then you've also got this caramelization that's going on. So this is really um taking the the heat from the sugar until it breaks apart and the grains don't actually contain sugar. So we need to convert the the starch in the brain to sugar, and this is what makes it this caramelisation process happen. And this really happens about 70 degrees Celsius. Um, oh, so so you're, you're cooking the you're grain, special. really. to get that
1: sugar to come yeah.
2: out. Yeah. So again, it's about sort of ramping up those temperatures and really kind of toasting the malt and giving this really nice toasty Wintry flavours, the, the kind of thing we're looking to do with all our products like you know, steaks and, and bread when we toast it, we're always chasing that lovely toasty flavour. Oh, so is
1: it a similar process then? So, you know, when you do caramel, caramelise a piece of meat or some onions or something, you're bringing those sugars yeah, out.
0: absolutely. Oh, that. that's really interesting. So so I, I understand that a stout is, is very, very dark, roasty. It we'll have that bitter edge and it's a creamy ale. Beginnings in Ireland, mm. apparently. Uh, and, and probably a little bit more bitter. Than than a porter, and again I'm generalising because there's there's such a blurring between these these two, but a porter probably a little bit more substantial, morty dark ale, and you will have that comple- complex complex uh, uh, roasty character uh, uh, much more, and the beginnings of that in London in the 1700s, yes. obviously named after the porters who were uh, who were drinking it. Uh. And there was a real tie, wasn't there, with oysters and yes. food. Yes. There was a yes. real link. So I'm going to talk about two. pairings later because okay. because I think um, you know we shouldn't just be drinking wine with food. There's loads and loads of options, but one of the classic pairings, the world's classic pairings, is oysters and Guinness. Yes. Oysters and dark beer—they go to, to together. Amazing. Absolutely wonderful. Shall we? Um, shall we try some? Yes. Now, what I've done is um, this is like Jane sent them over. Uh, uh, Jane Peyton, uh, she's a obviously a, a master. What do you call it? Sommelier. Thing. That's the one. Beer sommelier. <laughs> and uh, so she's advised us to to try these. So I'm going to go for the for the for the least strong first because it's the morning, just to break us in a bit. I think we need to. There's something yeah. on the table that's 11. percent So let's start with yes. three. <laughs> uh, and and um, we've chosen these because they're all British. Um, and obviously, you can get uh, lots of of different dark beers from around the world, but we've specifically gone for things that are British. Now, this one's a Norfolk Traditional Mild uh, by Panther um, and it says real ale with bite and we're on 3.3%. Right, should we taste this one first? Yeah, I think nice. this one in front of me. This is quite difficult to manage because we've got seven. Cheers. Cheers. Um, it looks a little bit lighter actually. Yeah, you can see the light through it. It looks brown rather than dark, doesn't it? It's yes, it does. Warm. Well whoa 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 now that to me is that is bread sort of rye bread um I really don't like that (laughs) sorry (laughs) yeah sorry Norfolk people it's a lovely beer but it's not for me yeah
2: I mean that's very very different to your kind of Guinness stout profile isn't it
1: yeah I'm getting hints of chocolate but it's dark bread almost yeah it's not rye bread but it's that sort of darker wholemeal bread Mm, it's
2: almost got that kind of Sour edge to it, hasn't it? That's the word mm. I'm looking for.
0: Slightly sour. Yeah, it Probably why I nice. don't like it. Um, the colour's interesting because it's like uh, when you make them, um, when you haven't got much milk in the fridge and you make a coffee <laughs> and you have sort of slightly, <laughs> only slightly milk coffee, it's more that sort of a colour, isn't it? Uh,
1: yes, yes. But you can see the light through it. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Which is would you, So would you drink that? I don't mind that. It's at nice because
2: it's quite. It's I quite, think it's refreshing uh, and light. Yeah. It's quite light, isn't it? Mm. I like it, yeah.
1: Yeah. I like it. I, I don't think, um, I think there's a certain situation you'd have it in and I think it might be different to some of the other porters and stouts and yeah. things that we've got here on the table. But
0: I like it. I think it's a, it's a low ABV, easy drinking. Slightly sour, if you like that sort of thing. So brewed in uh, beautiful Norfolk uh, contains malted barley and wheat supplied by local Norfolk farmers. It's um, It's in a bottle. Um, pour carefully because it does have a little bit of yeast sediment in the bottom, and it's suitable for vegans. There you go, excellent. Nice. That's your sort of taste profile. That is the one for you. Okay, Ton Coco. Ton Coco. Let's try now, this. This bit is a milk of a start. Weird name. Uh, four Tom point Coco, three milk stout, A-B-B. and this is from York 4.3 percent, uh, another uh, beautiful place in the country. Um, what is milk stout? Um, can I put you on the spot here, Claire?
2: Yeah, go for it. Um, so yeah, milk stout is, um, it's when they add um, some lactose to the process, so that's the kind of milk element of it, really. The lactose, and does that just
0: give it that creaminess, literally?
2: literally? Yeah, it just gives it that slightly more creamy profile. Um, smoother, yeah. Now this has
0: been um, th- this has been sort of what was I going to say? Played around with a little bit, so so it's 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 been infused with toasted coconut, uh, a little bit of uh, cocoa nibs, Madagascan vanilla, and tonka beans. Mm. Hence its name. Is that why it's so, so volatile? It's it is gone very volatile. Vo- no, no, it's been in the back of the boot of my car. I think that's really why. It's sorry, quite fizzy. sorry. Uh-huh. sorry. It's, it's a little bit fizzy. Um, what it says, you should wait for it to warm a little, but we don't have time for that. Smells on the nose there. Smells sort of
1: chocolatey, but it is—it is, it is that—it um, is a coconut profile, which isn't my
0: favourite on the nose. Ooh, but I'm looking forward to taste. No, see, that's more my taste profile of what I think of as a as a stout or a porter. It, but it's quite strong coconut.
1: It's dark. Oh yeah, and very yeah. effervescent. Mm. It's, very, it's very
2: sweet on the nose, and then when you taste Ooh. yeah definitely got that coconut taste to it that's summer holidays <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't like that at but all do you your really face don't. thank goodness it's radio <laughs> sorry sorry for the face <laughs> yeah
1: i do um, like the can design though so there we go <laughs>
0: well done <laughs> so yeah, it's very very funky. it's a it's a beautiful very can fun. design but that yeah. flavor isn't it necessarily is for me sweet i would say um Again, it's got a, a little bit of uh, that sort of dark chocolate taste. Um, so, um, so, really funny. I, I would say, this is being, I know, I'm, as I'm getting older, I don't really care about being politically incorrect. I would say that's designed for women that can. Do you think so? Yeah, I do. I think it's sort of, you know, what you, you know, women are drinking more and more beer and like great beer. And it does feel like it's aimed at women slightly. That'd be sensitive. the flowers, probably. But for me, I see tropical. I see a yeah. tropical scene. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Mm. what this do i know
2: well but for, for me it feels a like lot
0: about design i think <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i'm a designer yeah i forgot that
2: <laughs> for me it feels like a beer that you would you'd go to if you're looking for something a bit different you know a slightly different
0: twist don't on, mind a, that on a dark ale much. so yeah I don't mind that too much okay um we haven't hit It's like on... a bounty bar isn't it a little bit. Sort of chocolatey and out, coconutty. They've been taken out of the celebrations tin. Now, <gasps> did you know? Oh. been a right hoo-ha about it, yeah. I'm delighted, uh, well, yeah, yeah, say. I, think, <laughs> I think like 90% of the population are really pleased with that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely delighted. <laughs> 10% delightful. are up in arms. Um, Tom cocoa milk stout. Uh, York um, infused with toasted coconut. Worth trying. If you like experimenting, I would say. Give that, give that one a go. Now, this one is again from Norfolk. Uh, the Humpty Dumpty Brewery like the sound of that, the Humpty Dumpty Brewery. Yeah, let me, and this awesome is 5%. Um, and this brewery was founded in 1998 in Reedham, Norfolk, and, and moved to its current location on Church Road. Don't know where that is. presume it's near the church. In 2001. So, um, uh, will I like this because it's heavily hopped? Well,
1: immediately it looks completely different. It's much darker in mm. body and the head is it's tighter in that it's looking a little bit more creamy as you would expect from a stout or porter.
0: Um, now, if you like <laughs> if you like IPAs, that is the one for you. I do not. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, that's got that real bitter kick, hasn't it? That hoppy kick. I, I like, love it. it. I love oh,
0: it. <laughs> see, it's because I don't like hops.
1: Isn't it weird that I like chocolate and you can't bear it, but the other way around when it comes to drinks. <laughs> I know. Fascinating. Uh, it's like a funky mm. Rich IPA. Oh, it's lovely. You like that? I love that. I love all the different hops coming through. It's got a really lovely, bitter, hoppy finish.
0: And it's brewed with six different hop varieties. So it's it's a heavily a traditional brewed beer, isn't it? Mm. It's like the sides of your tongue come alive.
1: It's amazing. <laughs> or, oh, in my case. <laughs> but still quite chocolatey. There is still
0: a chocolate These are all carrot. beautifully made, though, you've got to admit. It's
1: creamy, it's smooth. There's a lot going for it. Mm. I, lo-
2: I love that it's so marmite, that they're, you know, really dividing us and brilliant.
0: Black Mill. Yes. Good. Good for you, guys. Um, so uh, Samuel Smith is a, a, m- a much bigger brewery, isn't it?
1: Oh, are we moving on to the next one? Let's yes. do that.
0: Quite, quite um quite well known i think in north, okay, in north in north yorkshire stuff. they produce lots and lots and lots of different uh, different beers now this is made from orga- organic chocolate malt and rich organic cocoa a heady taste explosion they like to describe mm. this as very dark I would you imagine this is light. fairly easy to get hold of oh, uh, this
1: is
2: Chocolate. Really sweet on the nose. Oh, isn't it smells chocolate. It's
0: cho- I'm going to love it. I'm going to
2: love, love
1: it. it. I'm going to love this <laughs> you one. You could waft a Mars bar under your nose and it could be this beer instead.
0: Wow. It has got that nice beery taste to it, though. Mm. Do you not like it? I love no, it. No, I quite like
2: it. It's almost like drinking a chocolate liqueur, isn't it, or something? Yes. It's very chocolatey.
0: It's got the mm. edge of it, though. It's got that, it's that, got that, that bittery yeah. edge. Agree. Mm. Wow. So, um, yeah, gently roasted organic chocolate. Uh, cocoa extract, that's what they've put in, I think, is the cocoa extract. Um, Best served about, um, all of these are best served about 10, 12 degrees, something like that. Mm. Don't stick them in the fridge and have them very, very cold. Um, But yes, it's got cocoa extract. Now, if you've got a taste profile on me, that is the one for you. I'm going to have another little taste of that. Uh, I couldn't drink a lot of it, but I think at the end of a meal or something like that with some blue cheese or... I'd love that that with a fabulous stew. Oh, uh, really? Stew and dumplings and a glass of that would be gorgeous. Nice. Or Rich. steak and kidney pudding or something like that. That would go beautiful. I can't remember the last time I ate steak and kidney I'm pudding. That tonight. Are you? Yeah. No um, way. Yeah, I love steak <laughs> and with some gravy. This pour in rain. It's fine. Actually, the more I'm drinking that now, the more the, the, the bitterness is coming out, I have to say. It's just such a shock that they've got that chocolate profile to start, but as, you'll go, as I'm going down it, I promise I won't drink any more. Um, uh I'm, I'm getting much more of the stout as opposed to the, to, to the chocolate. Right, before we go on to the next one, shall we, we talk a little bit about, um, uh, about food matching? So we've already said that uh, oysters and, and something like Guinness is, is a classic. Um, again, for me, dark, beefy, venison stews, all love stouts and porters very much. Um, or, as I was saying, a steak or a game pie, especially mm. a steak and Stilton pie. Mm. Would that just be fabulous?
1: I actually um, I phoned someone I used to work with called Rupert Ponsonby who was one of the founders of the Beer Academy and um, I said give me give me give me your top line Mm. on um, stouts and food and um, he, he was telling me about stouts and oysters but he wrote this beautiful line stout likes to wrap its arms around a bean or roast chicken thighs with lots of roasted garlic absolute bliss it's also perfect with sweet dishes like carrot or parsnip terrine, as the sweetness of the porter or stout links to the sweetness of the carrot. Ah. Which I thought was beautifully poetic for very early very, on a
0: Monday morning. Very poetic. It's it's very good with things like that that are salty though, like Stilton, and and that the sort of not uh, too strong. <clears throat> but slightly milder blue cheeses, I think, um, goes you know the mellow blue cheeses. It works really well, in in the same way as you get port, actually. I mm. think, um, and not not as strong, so um, and not as cloying and sweet. I think. But I would I would guess, I know it's a, I know this one's a chocolate style, but I would actually guess that would go nice with a chocolate pudding or a chocolate cake or oh, a brownie. Wonderful. Because you would get those bringing each other out, mm, don't you think? If you were really needing <coughs> that chocolate hit, yeah, absolutely. Or even like a, a sort of
2: cherry or dark berry kind of pudding as well, that would be good with chocolate. I oh,
1: think. cherry. Cherry
2: would
0: be good. Mm, very good. Okay, so we're going up a bit now on ter- in terms of the strength front i will take that one home to have with my steak and kidney pudding tonight. Where are we going keep, to you now? Keep, keep, your, keep your hands keep off that, that one. <laughs> We're going Siren Nitro Breakfast Stout, which is appropriate for breakfast. this time. It's a breakfast one. Uh, Claire's just doing that on us there. So this is 6.5% from Berkshire. Ah, nice. Good old Berkshire. Oh, this one looks... Now uh, that's very tight, creaminess at the top. Look at that. And that You'd say that was like a Guinness or a Max. It does look it? like one, but the mm.
1: top is quite dark in colour. It's sort of a khaki rather than a white head, isn't it? Yes. Um, Brewed with coffee by the look of things. Kona and Sumatra coffees and flaked oats. Okay, so that's why it's a breakfast
0: because you have your your coffee a breakfast. Dear listener, you could have this for breakfast. (laughs) Not recommended if you're you're operating (laughs) machinery. Um, So this name, uh, Breakfast Stout, because it's brewed from uh, Sumatra coffees and flaked oats. Which themselves are classic breakfast elements. Uh, these cans are dosed with nitrogen. Is that a good thing? In line for incredible mouth uh, wow. mouthfeel. And what they're saying is you should pour it quite hard to get that creamy whiteness mm. on the top. Mm.
2: Your so, thoughts? So with the nitrogen, what that does, you get tighter bubbles. You get ah. um, this this sort of tighter head on top, a bit like um, with Guinness, which uses nitrogen and CO two. Um,
1: yeah, and, and it preserves the beer, doesn't it? It does. It stops the it stops the oxygenation.
0: I I like that one.
1: I really like <coughs> it. I've just gone for a little second. second
0: it's not day. as um, it's it's not as uh, sweet as the uh, the chocolate stout from Samuel Smiths. Um, so I would say if you if you're not great on the hoppy profile, and you don't like things too bitter, this is a beer which is you know what it should be sort of thing it is a it's a nice beery taste but but it has got those elements of stout and porter do you think yeah I yeah. think it,
2: I think it's got a slight the bitterness is that slightly more coffee
0: bitter isn't it it's, yes that's, that's it's in a good the middle of your
2: tongue it's a slightly it. different yeah but there's mm. a
1: licoricey element in there there is and oh, a yeah. sort of sweet uh, yeah a real licorice thing that i'm picking it's quite complex that one i think yeah i really like it i've gone back for two or three tastes it it's sort of bitter but it's not bitter it's sweet it it, it's really Mm. well balanced really well giving doesn't it 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 does does. and that sort of velvety i guess from the nitrogen i'm assuming it's given it a really sort of velvety creamy
0: it's nice mouthfeel it's a nice one so so that's called siren Nitro Breakfast Stout, uh, a nice little brewery in Berkshire. Uh, 6.3%. In Finchhampton, yeah. I'm not sure I would drink that for breakfast. Um, <clears throat> but, um, yeah, 6.5%, that's quite strong. Very nice. Please, will you tell me about the next one, which arrived in your offices, uh, which I have never heard of. You've so, never heard of? Well, I, I drink Innocent Gun. I really like their, uh, their, their beers, actually. I really do. Do like the beer, so I I would have one of their their sort of bitters that they that, that they make, but I have never ever seen this. So can you tell me I,
1: what Well, is Innocent it? Gun it was founded by Dougal Sharp um, in Edinburgh, and it's it's one of the most successful of the craft beer businesses. It was certainly one of the first that was really brewing this very different type of beer, <laughs> where it's aged in in whiskey barrels, and it just takes on that really beautiful flavour. Whoa but this one vanishing point is 11 what is it 11, it's 11%. 11% 11% it is 11% Brewed in perth yeah. they've only made wow. 1500 bottles of vanishing point 06 it's an imperial stout um oh i
0: love it is oh is it beautiful well, oh it's absolutely good but it's not stout
2: well i the, don't know what it is the first thing <laughs> is you go in with the nose And you just get this wonderful, warm whiskey aroma coming off it straight away, don't you? And
1: then I'm going in for a taste. Slightly nutty. So 365 days of maturation (laughs) in Glenlivet 18-year-old casks. So it's taken on the characteristics of the whiskey left behind in the oak, and harmonised with all this dark chocolate and (gasps) caramel from the beer. That's fabulous. That is
0: special. It's good. That's really, really amazing. Now... You wouldn't have a pint of that because you would die. Um, so, so I would put that in a wine glass, I think, mm. Mm. and I, that might be what I'm having with my steak and kidney pudding tonight. I actually. would. I would. It is fun.
2: elevate your Monday night dinner.
0: Yes, and I think if you if you like if you like whiskey, uh, this isn't a big whiskey hit at all, is it? But it's got a lovely whiskey background, and 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 it's sort of raisins and nuts oh. and vanilla.
2: Yeah. It's very
0: festive, fabulous. isn't it?
2: And very warm. And yeah, it's all those lovely things. It conjures up cosy
1: fires. And, yeah,
0: I think it. I prefer that to red wine. And that's saying something. Oh, wow. Have you tasted it yet?
1: I have tasted it. It's this, what do you think? I love the little spice in there that you're getting, which really cleans off your palate because you've got these bold flavours oh, of whiskey so and honeycomb, good. which are beautiful. And then that spice at the end that just, just ties it off beautifully. I can't Ooh.
0: even think what you would classify that as. I'm just getting some butterscotch. Sorry, oh, I'm still drinking think. it over here. <laughs> have so some more. So much of it going on? Wow, really good. That is like my discovery of the year almost. <laughs> and we have some amazing things on this program. We do, I always say we? that everything. Oh, that's my favourite ever. Um, I, I'm knocked out by that. It is Love it. It's special. Yeah, and I must get my head out of thinking, oh, well, we're having dinner, I'll have a glass of wine. There's so many options, aren't there? And this is definitely one of them.
2: This is a good option. And the other thing is, I mean, Innocent Gun, this is this is a continuation of a theme that they've been doing. The Vanishing Point 0.6 is, is they do it every year. This is this year's one. Um, and, you know, they are knockout. Really mm-hmm.
1: good. It's extraordinary. Is it expensive? Do you know, AJ? It's £15 a bottle and you can get it from the Innocent Gum website. So it's £15 a bottle, pretty pricey, Mm. but... You don't need a lot of it, though.
0: I would put that in the classification of of a bottle of wine, really. Yeah,
1: and Uh, it comes in a beautiful carton, a sort of, you know,
0: it's designed as a gift, a special Mm. gift. Yeah, yeah. great great present for a beer lover. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's something that's a real treat. It's a 500ml bottle um, and it's absolutely gorgeous. You'd have to be very careful, though. Um, yes, yeah, so so you could. Very, very impressive. You need to go on the Innes and Gunn website if you want to try that. Um, excellent. So uh, having tasted all that, the range is amazing, With as it is with all beers, I guess. Yeah.
2: Mm, I think, as we said at the beginning, the breadth in this category, I mean, there are so many different styles to discover, so many different ways you can drink it I mean from the, the first one to the last one they're completely different drinks um, and each has its place
0: yes so so I think um I think one of the things I learn is as is, is I go I don't like IPAs and obviously that's a ridiculous statement because there will be some there's so many different ones um but i think if you're if you're listening and you haven't really tried dark beer because you've only ever had guinness or something i would i'd urge you to uh, give it a go oh certainly
1: i mean if you like flavor i mean dark beers have a lot of flavor they have complexity they have sweetness there's there's everything there's something there for everyone and there's something that's going to match with almost any type of food that you like to
0: eat that's a really nice thing to experiment with Mm. I mean, I can imagine we had a really horrible Sunday. It was pouring with rain, rain sideways. Got the fire on. Get, just get a, a couple of cans, not that expensive, and just do a little bit of a tasting experiment with tasting with some food.
1: Yeah. That's what a are nice you guys afternoon. doing for the rest of the day? Nice
0: afternoon. I'm in. <laughs> Final word from you, Claire. What would you say? Anybody hasn't had stout before? I would say
2: go and try it. There's definitely one for you. As Susie said, get get a range of them and have a good old tasting and find out which one you love.
0: Yeah, great fun if, if there's a few of you together. Um, so uh, Samuel Smiths, my favourite. Nobody else will like that one. Innocent Gun, 06 Vanishing Point. Definitely. Mm. I'd, uh,
1: I'd def- that's, that would be my favourite, yeah. but I love those punchy flavours.
0: Yeah. And your other favourite, more mainstream, AJ? I, I
1: quite liked the Panther. I know it's mild, but it, it, it's supposed to be mild. Yeah. It's supposed to be sessionable and easy drinking, and it was.
0: Brilliant. Well, I'm going to have a little bit more Innocent Gun. I do know that it is now half past ten in the morning, but we're doing it in the... You might need to write about it. Well, Claire might need to write about it. There's an article Definitely. in there, Claire. Um, so, thank you so much. You've been listening to the Food Talk Show. And we are syndicated to radio stations across the UK and further afield. Uh, as well as being available on Audible, Spotify, Podbean, blah, 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 blah. And don't forget, we're on podcast radio. Thanks, AJ. Again, enlightened. Thank you. Completely enlightened. What fun. Um, yeah. If you want to syndicate our lovely programme for free on your radio station, just get in touch with us on hello at foodtalk.co.uk. And don't forget, we've got hundreds. We've been doing this for years. We've got all these new kids on the block. But this is the original uh, show. <laughs> have a good week. We're going to have a bit more of a tasting. Bye-bye now. Bye.